Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Moment of truth time for Papa's Golden Boy. Papa's Golden Boy has a lead by four. Slews Tiz Wiz. Now angles to the outside second. And then it's top executive, five-star general Majestic Eagle. 16th to go. It's Slews Tiz Wiz who sweeps on by. Slews Tiz Wiz in the Long Acres Mile. Slews Tiz Wiz, the Washington bred. One last August, Long Acres Mile, 87th running. And it was a glorious day for that camp. And uh, they'll be up for honors Saturday at Emerald Downs in the WTBOA banquet this Saturday, uh, February 25th. If you want tickets to the banquet, call the Breeders Association at 253-288-7878. Tickets to the banquet and the Gala Washington Bread Honors and a lot of other events happening that night right here at Emerald Downs. Uh, cocktail hour starts at 5.30, dinner served at 6.30 for the WTBOA banquet, of which Joe Withy and Vince Brune will be hosting once again. Vince, we're looking forward to that night always. It's always a fun night, Joe, and, you know, uh, to celebrate the achievement, uh, you know, of all last year's great horses and owners and trainers. But, you know, I can't never remember it being so close to the first day of training because two days later, this coming Monday, we're opening for training here at Emerald Downs. That's right. Monday morning, the 27th, and the first horse on the track is going to be aforementioned Slew's Tiz Wiz. What a season he had as he was a four-year-old this year, trained by Tom Wenzel, owned by uh, Darlene K&D Thoroughbreds, Darlene Craig, uh, Carl's Widow and uh, ridden very ably by Jose Zanino, his first Long Acres Mile victory. So Sluice Tiz Wiz, first horse on the track at 8 a.m. Monday morning. We're going to be on Facebook Live for that event. First horse on the track and the Quarter Shoot Cafe will be opening about 7 a.m. on Monday morning. Joe and Sally Steiner are back. And Emerald Downs is providing free coffee and donuts on Monday morning at the Quarter Shoot Cafe. So all those good things happening uh, this week and and starting early next week. Joe Withy and Vince Brune here on Horse Racing Northwest. We have a couple of guests today. Uh, Greg Conley is going to join us. Greg, of course, well known as a prominent owner here in Washington for many years, along with his father, Chuck. And of course, Mike Mann's Gold, they campaigned and claimed him back a few times. And, and uh, he, of course, the Emerald Downs all-time leading winner with 26 victories at this oval. And Greg uh, Greg Conley, he's into a lot of different things, and we're going to unveil another one uh, today. He is uh, really doing his best to promote and, and further 
thoroughbred racing, not just in Washington, but uh, he's he knows some people on the national scale now, and, it, and he's got some interesting stuff. I know you're aware of it too. I think so, and you know, what I like about Greg is uh, he's he's always thinking ahead, yeah. and he's got ideas, and uh, that's great because our sport isn't always been on the cutting edge of. Uh, of technology and those types of things. So any kind of progress, you know, I'm open to listening to. And Greg, of course, as you mentioned, uh, a prominent uh, owner, uh, your trainer has been, uh, his trainer has been one of the tops here at Emerald Downs the last few years, uh, Joe Toy. Joe Toy won the title in 2021 here at Emerald Downs. And Greg's been on our podcast a couple of times here over the last year and a half, uh, but he's got something new to unveil this time around. So he'll be in our second segment, Jeff Metz trainer of the Emerald Racing Club last year. Yes, and as Gary Doherty mentioned to us a little while ago, this is the 10th anniversary of uh, Jeff coming to Emerald Downs back in 2013, a three-time training champion. Yeah, he joined the Emerald Racing Club last year, and he did a great job. We had uh, three wins, and uh, yeah, he got right with the program, and he's had a pretty good solid meet down in uh, Turf Paradise in Phoenix uh, over the winter, so it'll be fun to catch up with Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, uh, in fact, you know, his first three seasons here, he won the training title, didn't he? He sure did. And I remember on an opening day where he had a, a, a five-win day. I think it was 2014, maybe, or 2015. Tied I have the to state look record. It up. Yeah. So uh, Jeff's, uh, Jeff is, uh, he's pretty good at reading the Emerald Downs condition book and finding a good spot for his horses. So Jeff will join us in segment number three. We'll have our sports shorts and selections and trivia in the final segment. So uh, other things going on, Senate Bill 5598, very, very important to the thoroughbred and the horse industry in Washington. It could provide monies for so many different facets of horses and horse racing in this state. Um, It has support from both the Senate and the House. It's just one bill now. It's Senate Bill 5598. And really, you can help out by going to the legislator website it's leg.wa.gov leg.wa.gov go to the senate it's senate bill 5598 you can just be as simple as click a box for pro or you can actually contact your senator and your representative and and also voice your opinion there that this uh, can really really add some much needed dollars to Washington racing and again it would help out so many different areas and a lot of support for the bill Uh, it was uh, a hearing in the Senate on Wednesday the committee vote will be tomorrow Friday the 24th and then uh, if it gets out of committee which is it is expected to do it'll go to the Senate floor next week so Senate Bill 5598 right in the throes of uh, some good things for our industry. Okay, and uh, as we mentioned, the track opens for training on Monday. Opening day for the Emerald Down season is May 6th, and that's going to be a, a big day at the track, Vince. Yeah, in addition to our opening day, it's uh, Kentucky Derby Day, mm-hmm. so that's kind of combining two traditionally big days. So the place will be jumping, and we'll be talking a little bit about the one of the big Kentucky Derby preps, uh, the Rebel, this weekend at uh, Oaklawn Park. As uh, we're kind of getting down to it, uh, you know, what do horses have now? Maybe one or two more races. That's right. Uh, before the Derby Day. Definitely. And uh, we'll make in some selections. Now, you did quite well at Oaklawn last week um, in uh, the last few races. And you might have, you might have, could have, would have, should have given out a nice horse if we had a podcast last week. I picked the runner-up in the... Uh, Sun Thunder in the um, Risen Star at uh, Fairgrounds yeah, made could, a little money there. Got to thank uh, C.J. Koenig, uh, yeah. Emerald Downs guy, for helping me get on Sharp Samurai a little bit because I did like a horse called Dowdy in the last race there, and he pointed out Sharp Samurai. You know, I I got to admit, Wayne Lucas, when I handicap, I admire all the things Wayne's done. It just never kind of his horses just don't click with me handicapping wise. But this one, I thought. The more I looked at it, it was going to get a good run of the race, and it was going to set up nicely, and it Boy. did, and he came running. But he the horse I, I really like was Dowdy in the last race, and he went wire to wire. And then Bob Rondo and uh, Mike Puich. Exactly. Boy, they've, they've hit a lot of allowance races there the last couple of years, and they had another one. It's uh, Call Me Fast, Joe. Call Me Fast is two for two in 2023, both front-running type uh, high-purse wins at Oaklawn 
and uh, he's made 126,000 in those two starts. So call me fast. A he's a five-year-old son of dialed in. I believe he is he five or four. I, I think know, he's but five. I, he's three for nine now, lifetime, and is one at a good price. All three. Uh, no, he's four. Four. He's yeah. one. He's one at a good price. All three yeah. career wins, and that was a that was a nice win. We went wire to wire and uh, came back on. Came and, back on and, and earned the win. And of course, Mike and Bob will be back in action. Yeah. Background in. Background again in on, on Saturday. Backgrounds in on Saturday. Our 2021 Long Acres Mile Hero and Call Me Fast is owned by Rondo and also Tom Lambro, doing really well back there. And you know we mentioned this horse because. Uh, they're not opposed. Tom Lambro is a local guy as well, so they might be looking down the road a little. Yeah. Bit. Do you think Call Me Fast uh, could possibly ship out later in the year? Oh, I definitely think it's possible. You know, uh, if he, background did, you know. Yeah, he sure has the right running style, and he looks like he's got the class. So, um, boy, couldn't get off to a better start this year. Okay, and uh, we have Dancing at the Downs coming up on Saturday, March 11th. It's going to be a Motley Crew tribute band. Uh -oh. You can get your tickets at uh, emeralddowns.com. If you buy them in advance at our website, uh, it's a nice discount from, it's just 10 bucks and uh, cheaper than getting them at the door. So hey, you know what, Joe? You and I have each worked one of those. That, that, that's a pretty hopping night. I got to tell you. Well, you worked the most recent one, and that it was, was the Sticks Boston covers. Huge and crowd. The, it was huge. There was 600 people yeah. there. And everyone, let me tell you, everyone had a good time. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So next one is Saturday, March 11th, right here at Emerald Downs. And uh, things get started around uh, 7 p.m. for that, uh, dancing at the Downs. And, hey, if you want to get tickets to the Emerald Downs meeting for uh, various days, they go on sale real real soon here. In fact, just next week, March 1st, uh, starting at 10 a.m., tickets on sale for the entire meeting. You can get those tickets at emeralddowns.com as well. So keep that in mind. And that's for every big day other than July 3rd. Those, I think, are going to go on sale just after the 1st of May, the July 3rd tickets, the fireworks night. So, yeah, some good stuff uh, now and on the horizon and the Emerald Racing Club. We're going to talk about that when we get Jeff Metz on, but uh, people can join right now. Uh, beginning Wednesday, March 1st. Okay. And Wednesday, you can go to emeralddowns.com. we got an Emerald Racing Club uh, section up there, and we'll have the new registration sheet up. Uh, price remains $500, the only bill you'll see all year. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun and a pretty good bargain. Learn all about horse ownership. We're coming out and watching training in the morning. All kinds of fun stuff uh, involving... Uh, or ownership. Oh boy, you guys have just treated the uh, club members so well with uh, morning activity, barn activity, uh, farm, local farm activity. Banquets. And the, and... Yeah, that's right. Banquets as well. So uh, Emerald Racing Club, March 1st, you can join that. All right, we're going to take a short time out here and come back with our first guest here on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in a state where such activity is legal void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700 Gotta get back on the horse, gotta get back on the course. The number one thing I adore, some you cannot afford. It's a lifestyle, not a sport. They know what I'm doing it for. I'm trying to win all the awards, but some I never divorce. Gotta get back on the horse, gotta get back on the course. The number one thing I adore, some you cannot afford. 
It's a lifestyle, not a sport. They know what I'm doing it for. I'm trying to win all the awards. It's some I never divorce. That was some new music that you may and very well should be hearing throughout us horse fans in the industry coming up. And courtesy of Greg Conley and his production team and his contacts. And Greg Conley here to join us on Horse Racing Northwest. Great to have you, Greg. And uh, what did we just hear there? Uh, you heard our Kentucky Derby song. Uh, thank you for having me, Joe. Yeah. I really appreciate it, Vince. Very nice to be here. Yeah. You know, uh, we've had you on about uh, technology advances and connections to the thoroughbred industry and opportunities there. And this is a little something new. And you have a goal to produce more. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, how about a little music to go along with everything else? And I had the opportunity to meet an executive producer by the name of Frank Nitty. Uh, Frank has grown up in the Long Beach area, has connections with Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Uh, just really wonderful individual that uh, loves the horse. And we started talking about it and decided let's, uh, let's produce a album. Because uh, I don't think that anybody's ever produced a horse racing album. Uh, I know we have individual songs that have been produced, but uh, a whole album that will tell a story. That is super. Yeah, Frank Diddy, you, you had him up here at Emerald Downs and toward the end of the meet this past year, it looked like he was doing a lot of smiling. So he's one of your buddies now, a good guy to be involved with. And uh, so you and Frank kind of got this going and you've cut uh, a few tracks already. We just heard the one and we have more, right? Yeah, the the plan is to actually have 13 songs. Yeah. And so right now we're about eight committed and four of them have been uh, produced. Uh, there's still some mastering that needs to happen. But for the most part, uh, you know, we're talking about a community that hasn't traditionally been asked to come to the racetrack. Uh, I think that uh, we've had some uh, people that uh, their eyes have been opened to what uh, racing's all about. And Frank talked about it a lot. He's like, we're, we're into horses, but they're usually under the hood. And <laughs> yeah. and in our cars. And, and we, we need to have some of that stuff happening at the racetrack where uh, this uh, hip-hop community can, you know, really rally behind and get behind. That's super. And, and your involvement, uh, you know, Frank's a musician and he is, is an artist himself. Do you get into the the uh, production room and the recording studio and things just to kind of keep up? I haven't yet, okay. uh, but he, he keeps me apprised yep. of what's going on. Uh, we've talked about the idea of maybe producing some of them up here, uh, getting into a studio up here and 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 collaborating that way. But I, I would just be sitting back and, and watching, of course. Uh, I, I give them a few ideas of keywords and then... It's amazing what they can do with that and and wow. turn it into yeah. you know something that rhymes that doesn't rhyme in my head when I'm saying it but when they say it it comes out uh, spectacular. Yeah, you know that's quite a talent songwriting. You know, I just I marvel over that. I have my whole life to to be able to put you know music down like that and and uh, you know just goes right into you. So Greg is involved in that and uh, Greg um, Vince. Uh, he must have a pretty good job because he has just branched off into a lot of different areas and certainly claiming horses is one of them. And he's had some success there with his father, Chuck. Yeah. And Greg, where do you, uh, you know, you, where do you get, uh, where, what are the genesis of your ideas where you come up with something pretty original like this, you know, that you think is going to uh, transfer out to the, to one of your favorite pastimes thoroughbred racing it's kind of interesting well i've always tried to think outside the box a little bit uh you know knowing that our industry needs more people uh, when i first got in involved in the industry here in washington i still think we were breeding i don't know uh 700 800 horses and and that was half of what it was you know in the heyday and so i thought oh there's a bottom that's been hit and so how do we get more people involved and it's been a challenge uh, but now with the advent of cryptocurrency and a whole world that is being created in Web3, 
we've you know taken it upon ourselves to see what we can do to recreate that and and bring more of these young people yeah. uh, into the game of horse racing because you know they 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 are all searching for something to do and gaming is great and being behind your screen is great uh, but there's nothing like in real life thoroughbred racing mm-hmm. live racing uh, we're those, with those, you there those few minutes you know turn into lifetime memories that uh, hopefully end up in the winter circle and then those pictures last a lifetime yeah i've always like you i've always thought if we get them here you know getting them here is the biggest part but if we get them here they're going to enjoy it at the very least someone coming here for the first time will say gosh you know that was kind of an interesting day you know i didn't know all that was involved with and that was pretty fun and a certain amount of those people will come back or tell their friends or become involved so uh like you, I have a lot of confidence in our sport if we can get exposure. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's why, you know, we're branching out and uh, not that we're here to take your jobs, um, but uh, we, we've branched out on on Twitter and we hold uh, live Twitter spaces, which are, yes. you know, basically like live podcasts. We've had some really great guests. Uh, we recently had the Goof on the Roof, uh, which is uh, Vic Stoffer. Uh, he was, uh, he's a fun guest to have. He, he really is, uh, uh, quite well known in, in racing. And, and I think actually, you know, spent some time up here in the Northwest for a brief time, but he's the caller at Oak Lawn Park. Uh, we, we had Craig Braddock on, you know, the race caller and he's, he's wonderful. I mean, he's just, uh, his voice just seems to, you know, resonate with a, a number of people. Uh, we're actually doing a, a live Twitter spaces on, on Saturday, that uh, we will have the young race caller, uh, uh, Nathan Klein, who has been calling, I think, five or six races now in his career uh, at uh, Raito. Oh. And we're going to actually do a live Twitter spaces where he gets to practice his race calling cool. uh, over a live Twitter event. Very good. Yeah. Well, you know, Greg and Chuck uh, Conley ran horses under their name until, uh, what, maybe the last two seasons. And Paddock Partners, you've brought in several people that have had to get an owner's license yeah and and see this is the part where uh this web3 thing has really generated some amazing responses we 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 actually had eight people get their license last year uh just from coming to our events great and unfortunately they lost out on shakes because uh, they were you know there was there's a lot of interest in in claiming horses here last year and yes. i and i hope that stays the same because those are you know fun times and uh they didn't really understand it completely what do you mean now i don't get the horse uh and and so it's been a, an education process for sure but it's fun that's great um we've got a second cut here what's this one called so this is the winner's circle and this uh you know just kind of represents uh you know what it means to get to the winner's circle okay let's hear that horses gotta get they love too way deeper than a little race y'all ain't knowing what they go through remember that when you in first place at the finish line when it's dinner time he just fed your family in winter time i thank god for my horses my team moving like soldiers this that winter circle this that trip crown, don't mess around. We run the town, no slowing down, no competition. You can't hang around my horses. This a winner's circle. This that, this that triple crown will knock me off my focus. Hop up on my horse and go. I write my name in curse. This that, this that triple crown. My competition nervous. They rather not. That was the winner's circle, and uh, Greg, that uh, part of your creative process. Uh, that one came together. Was Frank Nitty involved in that as well? Yeah, and, and I have to give Young Gritty, okay. uh, who is his his protege. He's a 22-year-old that uh, is on the up for, for sure in the hip-hop industry. Uh, just grateful that he uh, is working with us. And then some of our other songs that are coming will uh, have some more uh, legends uh, from the hip-hop world. Uh, won't drop any names at this time until some of those tracks are actually done. But uh, we're, we're working on that. And the Winter Circle is all about what we do this for. Yeah. I mean, and that's why we, we want to uh, represent uh, the Winter Circle with our album. And it's called the Winter Circle Album. Very good. And uh, this third cut, um, when I heard it, I immediately told you after hearing it that uh, I think every jockey that hears it, you know, we have jockey music for each rider. But 
other tracks. I don't think I've jumped in on that. We, it's a great addition to, uh, to our presentation. So this one's called uh, So Far Gone? It is. Okay, let's hear that. Got my cap and gown and my triple crown. Let the mother jockeys know that we don't mess around. Get a lot of love from fans whenever I'm in town. If they hating on my horse, they better humble they down. They can beat me yeah. in a race, cause I'm so far gone. It's a struggle every day, still I work so hard. They can't beat me in a race, cause I'm so far gone. It's a struggle every day, still I work so hard. So far gone, and uh, Vince, I think you'd agree that uh, I think a lot of jockeys would like that. It's about, you know, jockeys winning, jockeys doing good, jockeys having success, and uh, they all want to be optimistic and win races, and that's a cool one, Greg. Well, and it's all about the hard work. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize uh, that these jockeys are up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and getting their morning work in, you know, for that afternoon success. And, and that's something that uh, a lot of people need to, to see and understand, you know, what it takes to get these thoroughbreds oh to the racetrack for an afternoon, you know, fun ride around the track. That's right. And uh, Greg knows full well, Vince has been a horse owner and of course runs the club and myself, I've been involved. There's stuff going on all year long, kind of you know, getting your horse legged up or um, getting it out to the farm and getting it some R&R. And then, you know, it's comeback time right now. So uh, Greg Conley uh, has had a couple of frustrating meets here lately. He tried to claim a few. Greg can talk uh, to it at Keeneland, I believe, in the fall. And then Turf Paradise hasn't gone exactly to plan. But uh, I don't think it's uh, halted your enthusiasm at all. No. Is it? Good. You know, I, I, I'm a baseball player at heart. And so, you know, you need to swing the bat or don't pick it up. And and that's something that uh, I really take to heart. I know that it's a game of percentages. And so if we if we do this right, our batting average will uh, increase. And and so we, we just try to give ourselves the best chance of getting lucky. And right now, uh, in certain areas like Keeneland, uh, we were out shook. Uh, I think on six different horses yeah. and, and so, uh, and all six of them came back and won. Is that right? So, Yikes. you know, that's, that's frustrating and that's just part of the game. And that's yeah. what we're, you know, uh, really wanting to encourage people about because we're talking with people all over the globe and, and these people, you know, their racing is different than ours. And so when they hear, you know, people from Australia, you know, they don't have claiming races over there, you know, from what I understand, uh, nothing like what we have here in America and they're intrigued by it. And so that's why web three is so important because we can have people join our clubs from all over the world and, and experience what racing in America is all about. Is there a contact, uh, is there a website or a contact thing that, you know, people interested in some of this, what's going on with you and your groups? Uh, yeah, luckily right now, okay. if you just uh, triple crown jockey club in, in a search engine, uh, you're going to find us. Very good. And we are easily, you know, found on, on Twitter at uh, triple crown JC. Uh, that's our handle on there. And so we're, we're engaging in a number of different areas to, to build out this family that we're, because that's a word that you'll hear a lot in, in Web3 is fam. Okay. Twitter is uh, Triple Crown JC or uh, on the web at Triple Crown Jockey Club for Greg Conley stuff. And I know, Greg, you mentioned you're looking at maybe about six horses here with your trainer, Joe Toy. Uh, to start the year if everything goes well currently yeah that's uh that's what we have down uh at turf paradise right now uh two-year-old included in there good and and so uh we we bought one at the sale i hadn't uh purchased a a young one for a while uh, we do prefer to read the form but uh, i promised my girlfriend <laughs> that uh we would name a horse together and well, that's and that's great. something that uh you know you we got did. the name we did yeah uh and I'll, I'll just give a, a quick, uh, a quick little, uh, yeah. you know, saying we, we were on a date and we were going across the 520 bridge, 
and the sunset on 520 is amazing mm -hmm. if, if you've never experienced it come to seattle yeah and so i named the horse 520 sunset okay beautiful can yeah. it run well <laughs> let's hope it's undefeated uh, and we don't, we're not asking for too much information here. We understand the He's by Coast Guard. Business. He's by Coast Guard. So great. You know, I yeah. think that uh, should be some speed there. There should be some speed. And, and the mother was precocious. Uh, and so we'll see. Is it a Colt or Philly? It's a Colt. Okay. We've got a Coast Guard Colt coming up two year old as well. So, well, let's, all right. Let's, let's match race him. Yeah. Okay. Rivalry. Greg, uh, so great to have you on. And boy, just. Uh, keep hanging in there i know you're you're writing checks and and but you're I, I know you're enjoying it and you're getting more and more people all the time so uh really really good to hear your new venture and your old venture still still with us as well so thanks. i appreciate it i, I just want to you know close with saying we are chasing the dream uh and we are giving exclusive access to the high stakes game of horse racing you know and and everybody needs an opportunity to feel what we felt they call it the sport of kings for a reason and i'm no king by any means uh, but uh i i like to to play with the 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 game and and compete against the best and that the horse is the equalizer then it's not the money that's in your pocket it's the horse so uh we're also doing a, a something on monday uh it's a, a live twitch event Okay. And it's called uh, a meta party and it will be DJed. Uh, it, it's, it's quite the event uh, that will be represented by the jockey experience as well too. And that's uh, Romero Mirage, uh, who has uh, got the pedigree in his name, yeah. uh, obviously with that last name, but he is, uh, you know, a, a great jockey that uh, we're collaborating with and We've actually made a commitment to him when we uh, do have that Breeders' Cup horse that uh, eventually runs in the Breeders' Cup. He gets first call. All right. That is sweet. And he's he's uh, under 25, isn't he? Yeah. Something like that. He's 22, I 22. believe. 22. Okay. And, and so... Is that he, the brother of Raj? It, it's his uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... Uh, and he's racing at Aqueduct right now and doing really well. Uh, getting a lot of calls and, uh, you know, coming up with some some big victories back there. So we're very proud to be working with him. He was on his way to, you know, probably winning the Eclipse Award as an apprentice. And then he took a, a nasty fall. And they said that he probably wouldn't walk again, let alone ride. Mm -hmm. And he's proved them wrong. And, and he, he's just pure grit. And, and that's what I, I really appreciate about him. And he's doing the same thing with, uh, you know, his... A project called the Jockey Experience to to bring more people into the game of horse racing, and so it's a perfect collaboration between us. That's great. All right, another thing, just and I think Greg even has uh, some announcements for next time as well. So great, once again, Greg, great to have you. Say hi to your dad, Chuck, and we'll we'll see you out here soon. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Greg. Greg yeah. Conley joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. A uh, lot of optimism always from him. And uh, before the break, we're going to turn around a little bit. We've got some passings in the industry to uh, mention. We certainly want to mention our prominent industry members like June Branch, who is the wife of Twig Branch. And when Twig passed away in 1983, June became a trainer. You remember her name at Long Acres. Sure do. Yeah. yeah. And the Branch family goes way back oh, yeah. in the state. And June trained from 1983 to 1996 herself and her name. Her, uh, she was married to a trainer by the name of Tom Bellos before Twig. He won the mile with little Rolo in 1951. Okay. June was real young back then. But June did pass away. Uh, she's uh, had a lot of family around. She actually opened up a horse carriage business uh, in Seattle. And after Christmas, she took that business down to Palm Springs area. So she did well in the horse and carriage business. And originally from Kirkland, she's just a horse-loving gal who uh, rode horses, galloped horses, and of course started meeting people at the racetrack. And uh, June passed away at the age of 83. Um, Polly Fernandez passed away as well. He was an industry member for a long time, uh, 25 years plus. Uh, in the, as a groom at Yakima and Emerald Downs, he worked for a number of trainers, uh, Larry Wolf most prominently. And uh, he also worked for 
S and W Hay. Um, he unfortunately returned to his uh, Mexico home last November, and uh, he passed away unexpectedly in January. Polly Fernandez, age 65. And Greg Luce, a very prominent breeder and member of the WTBOA board. Greg passed away at age 76 earlier this month. Born in Seattle, Mount Lake Terrace High School. Family moved to Stanwood, and his uh, father was uh, prominent in Boeing. And Greg went that route after going to Western Washington and Seattle U for degrees at both places. And the family got into thoroughbred breeding in the late 70s. Greg won on 9-18-22 with Slice of Pie. I think that was closing day last meet, the 18th? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. it was. Slice of Pie won. That's wonderful. And, yeah. And uh, Tom Wenzel was his recent trainer. Tom just had many good things to say about Greg Luce, as do all the people at the WTBOA offices. Uh, real passion for breeding and, and liked to handicap as well. And uh, he had stakes winners like Icicle Angel, Gray Moon Runner, Power Has Returned, but uh, did win with his last starter there, Slice of Pie, which is nice. Greg passed away at age 76. And by the way, his service is in Stanwood this Saturday at 1 p.m. And of course, the WTBA, WTBOA banquet Saturday night. Uh, so uh, those passings to note. And we're going to take a time out. We'll come back with our final segment. And trainer Jeff Metz here on Horse Racing Northwest. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. One fine day, has a leap by three lengths. Life's emotions, trying to cut into the margin second, then in third, Wahasha, one furlong to go, and it's one fine day who opens up by five over Life's emotions, and it's one fine day for the Emerald Racing Club. A front-running victory, crushing the field by six. One fine day, the third win for the Emerald Racing Club in 2022 here at Emerald Downs, as called by track announcer Bill Downs. And uh, his trainer, Jeff Metz, is a three-time training champion at Emerald Downs. Vince, we know that. And uh, we also know that Jeff is the trainer for the Emerald Racing Club. That's right. Yeah, last year was uh, with Sharon Ross retiring at the end of 2021. Jeff uh, approached us and asked, uh, you know, if we were looking for a trainer. We met and uh, pleased to say Jeff did a wonderful job and uh, got us three wins last year with three different horses. We'd never done that before. But no, ma mainly Jeff was really good with uh, being uh, in his assistant, Scott and Alex and all the people back at the barn. Very ingratiating with the uh, the people in the club and uh, was just a wonderful uh, host and mentor and did a lot of Zoom stuff online with people and uh, made it an enjoyable experience. So uh, happy to have Jeff back for a second year here in 2023. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are you guys today? <laughs> good. Good to have you on, um, Jeff. Thank you. And uh, some nice words from Vince. Uh, yeah, we've, we've got to know you pretty well, Jeff. Uh, you came right up here in 2013 and immediately won the title and ran horses and uh, brought horses in. And you continue to do that. Uh, uh, you're a real active guy and, and great guy to talk to. We love uh, bringing our uh, camera and uh, microphone around you. You always give us good sound <laughs> bites, man. And that's part of why uh, you're a club trainer. And did, did, did you enjoy educating some people last year? Yeah, it is. It was really fun. Uh, we had a big group. Uh, it was such a big group. We had to split it in two. And the way it worked out, you know, was people's schedules. They probably needed two options. But uh, yeah, we had a big crowd down at the barn, kind of gave them the barn rules and, and the, the guidelines for the partnership and visiting the horses. And Vince helped out along with the, that. And then I introduced myself and my philosophy and my crew and everything. And so, uh, you know, we set the ground rules and people were very uh, great about following that and you know race day we like to let the horses rest but uh, after the races they could visit or on a dark day they could come visit the horses anytime 
Yeah, perfect. And uh, I know you guys took advantage of that, Vince. And and the first thing you need to do is get people to sign up, which has uh, got good response on that. And then you get horses. Yeah. So beginning Wednesday, March 1st, you go to emeralddowns.com and uh, we have an Emerald Racing Club section up there. And we'll have the new registration sheet on there. And you can uh, email that back with uh, your uh, credit card information, or you can come by the track, or you can fax it in, or uh, mail in a check. However you want to do it, we do it any way uh, people want to do it. And uh, and then Jeff will start looking for horses. And uh, last year, he came up at the start of the year. Uh, he approached uh, with a few different things. And, you know, you want to find something that fits the club's needs. It's basically a horse that's... Uh, uh, you know, going to fit the track conditions here, you know, the kind of races we run. And Jeff knows the condition book as well as anybody sure. here. And to start the year, he came up with uh, Tango Said, who uh, was a pretty nice sprinter. And then one fine day was a, a three-year-old filly. It took her a little while to get rolling last year, but she gave us a lot of thrills. And then uh, after Tango Said got claimed away, uh, we claimed Benny and the Chicks, and we were able to get a win out of him. So you said it, Jeff. Uh, Joe, that Jeff is always thinking. He's always one step ahead looking at the PPs and all the possibilities. And Jeff, you do your homework. You know, uh, I have a pretty good network that helps me as far as, um, you know, my Southern California uh, group of peers that trainers will say, hey, I have this horse or that horse. So that's a, a benefit for me. Also, you know, reading the PPs from Golden Gate to Turf Paradise to Santa Anita. So I just try to always keep my eyes open for prospects. And then sometimes horses that were running at Turf Paradise come up to Emerald Downs. I know them a little bit mm. and they're a potential claim if we lose one. Yeah. You know, and this, this just being a club trainer fits in so well in a procurer for your club. Because, Jeff, as you just mentioned, that's what you've been doing for years is uh, – you know, paying attention to your horses, but always looking for that next opportunity, whether it's a low-level claim, a medium, a high, a purchase. Uh, you've done all of that at so many different tracks. So uh, you're a good selection, Vince. Nice work. And, and Jeff, uh, so you got your eye out down in Phoenix and uh, probably California as well for some club uh, opportunities? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're getting to where we're going to, our horses will come in race ready and fit and ready to go. So we're probably going to come into the barn area at Emerald Downs around mid-April. Uh, I got the same crew with me, Scott Tubbs, my assistant, and a few other people in the barn that you know as well. So you'll have some familiar faces in the barn. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're excited because over the next 30 to 45 days, we'll be scouting and probably getting horses for the club. And then we can come in hopefully ready to go opening day. Now, it's Jeff, I... I... I, I know you're down you a lot of time at Turf Paradise, and a, a familiar name we keep saying is uh, uh, Steve Har, and a uh, local uh -huh. guy, and you guys seem to have had some success this winter down in Phoenix. Yeah, it, um, the other day, Steve got to come to town in Phoenix, and uh, I had a stack of win photos for him to take home with him, that... as well as a trophy from the Bell of the Ball State. That's right. Uh, Tiz Macho Girl won that, and then... Uh, a few weeks back, Coastal Kid was second in the Luke Kreitboss Stakes, a real nice game effort by him to run second in that race. So, uh, yeah, we've had a steady meet anywhere from the bottom claimers up to the stakes and allowance levels, and uh, we like to have that mixture because I sure. think it gives us a good, a lot of races we can run in. Yeah, and just a great job with Coastal Kid, who uh, was that super precocious juvenile, uh, probably the best horse in the Gottstein that year at age two, and then he... He had, uh, what, a, a little bit of a mishap where he got a pretty good uh, cut and sore on him that took several months to heal. Isn't that true? Yeah, he um, was shipping up. We gave him a prep race at Santa Anita with the goal of coming in nice and fresh, ready to roll into Emerald Downs. And unfortunately, on the van ride, he got cut between his hind legs. And um, so we had to heal that up. Yeah. He missed the whole Emerald Downs season last year. Uh, but the good news is, he won right off the bench when he ran at Turf Paradise, and uh, so that was good to see. Yeah, you bet. He is a he is a nice horse, a versatile on uh, distances and surfaces. Coastal kid for Jeff Sparn and Steve and Letha Har. Uh, that has uh, been a nice horse. So good to have some stakes horses in your stable as well. And uh, Jeff, uh, 
I'm sure you remember fondly when you won five races in one day here at Emerald Downs. Yeah, that was that was a great opening day. Oh, boy. Um, you know, what a way to start the meet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just couldn't, uh, couldn't have gone better. And uh, other race that we ran in, we ran second. So uh, you just, you know. Six, five, five one, win, oh. Five, five, five wins in a second. I'll take that every day of the week. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and you won the title that year. That was, that was a super start. I remember when, uh, was it the Easy Kitty who... Uh, with the Maulers, Bruce and Cass, yeah. that uh, you trained to uh, Horse of the Year title up here. Of course, we have the banquet coming up this Friday, or Saturday, which kind of brings her back to mind. Uh, she was uh, another highlight for you up here. Definitely. And to bring that kind of mare in my first season there, it was it was a perfect fit, and things fell into place. Uh, she actually won Horse of the Year, Washington Bread of the Year. Yep. Uh, against the males so Mm -hmm. i mean that's always a nice uh uh, kudos to the horse and she was another very versatile horse sprinting routing dirt turf and uh so that that's been that was a lot of fun yeah no that was great and i think that was one of the maulers first horses with you as well wasn't it uh it was they they were part of the west point thoroughbred group Mm -hmm. partnership and this was their first venture on their own Mm. and what a way to get started (laughs) exactly oh she was really one fine mare you you just uh uh you know, you advising on that sale was a great thing to get them into the game. And, uh, yeah, we always like to see them around, too. Really nice people. But Jeff Metz is having a really good fall and winter, and I'm sure it'll continue into the spring down there in Phoenix. And uh, you're dabbling over there in uh, California as well, as you always do, Jeff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my family lives in California, so when I'm at home, it's great to, you know, have a few horses. And we have some at Santa Anita. But uh, that really, uh, really is a good fit because of the connections and the horses. If they're not quite good enough for there, they can go into Turf Paradise or Emerald Down, mm-hmm. and then they really become competitive when they uh, change venues like that. And we're going to be doing retired racehorse stories this year, and Jeff's going to help us out with Cabrage, who is right on right. his property, and <laughs> Attaboy Roy and Noosa Beach, two pretty fair Washington breads, went 107 flat at Emerald Downs, but only one horse has gone 106 right. and four, and that was Cabrage, and uh, boy, and, and he also was pretty good down in Arizona also, so it's good. Uh, you sent me some video, boy. He's feeling good. That horse. Oh Jeff. yeah, he's he's carrying good weight. He's a chubby guy. He's in my backyard in San Dimas, California, and uh, he's just loving life. He's good. happy and playful and uh, full of hair right now because it's been a cold winter. But mm. uh, man, I remember that one day when he ran 106 and four, and I was like, <laughs> my son and I were up in the grand up top in the second level there, and we watched him, and I was just visually, you know, I've seen so many races. And I turned to my son and I said, man, did he, he, he was going fast early, going fast in the middle. And he didn't slow down and he just carried it to the wire. And I, look, and I looked over at my son, Josh, and I said, man, did, I, did he just go as fast as I think he did? And when I looked up at 106 and 4, I was just like, wow. Yeah. And he just really put it together that day. And, and like you said, he, he backed it up with a 107, a couple of 108 yep. in Arizona. So he definitely had... Uh, you know, he loved to run. He had that speed. And, you know, it's funny, these quirky little horses that they give you all they have uh, when you kind of find the little, the little, nick, you know, the little niches to them. That, uh, But, boy, he was a game horse and uh, a lot of fun. So I felt it was only fair to retire him when the time came. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he lives in uh, my backyard. My wife and kids play with him. And then uh, I take him on the trail rides in the spring and summer when I can. Excellent. And, and Jeff, uh, the Phoenix uh, Turf Paradise goes right up, usually right through the Kentucky Derby. So you mentioned you might be sending your first horses up here in April sometime. And how many do you hope to have up here this year? Yeah, so I'm looking at between 30 and 35 horses wow. at Emerald Downs. And I like to give them about a week or two to settle in and get over the trip. Um, so that way, I, I usually like to plan about two to three weeks out from opening day that way we can get settled in at emerald and ready to go and then all the horses that are going to be running at emerald you know there's a few that might need a little time off so they're going to get some time off but the rest are uh, going to be coming to emerald from turf paradise and uh you know we'll we should be fit and ready because the horses have been racing and working and 
you know, so far so good. Very good. Jeff, uh, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, hey, keep that good run going down there at Turf Paradise and wherever you're starting. And it'll be great to have you back up here for the 2023 meet at Emerald Down. So, uh, hey, have a good weekend and, and keep it going. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you guys real soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Metz joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, we'll hang that phone up and uh, thank Jeff once again. Uh, that is great to have him on, and, and he, he's just a, a really good guy to, to be part of the club. You know, and so many trainers have that uh, capability uh but jeff is just knows people up and down and you know if you want to get horses in the club it helps to have connections like he does he does and that's one of the real great things about jeff and he kind of knows what we're looking for now and and you know 30 to 35 horses uh to bring to emerald downs overall let's face it you know that's can be a struggle sometimes horse population on the west coast right now so that's that's just tremendous to have guys like jeff extremely valuable yeah and uh, do you remember those first couple seasons he was here he'd uh, he'd bring some horse up from california that uh, you know might be a lower level claimer but he'd win right away and then the horse he'd run it a lot of times he knew when to run him back in eight yeah. days and the horse would win again he'd get two wins like that and that's how you become leading trainer three. yeah and i tell you you can ask jeff about what this horse and he'll tell you what the when the next race is for that and the possible backup race for that <laughs> race Good. might be and uh and and that's part of it, you know, is knowing how to spot the horses, and Jeff Jeff's pretty good at that. That's great. Okay, well, we'll wind up our show with our usual uh, sports short. Uh, I've got one for basketball. You know, one of the great uh, trivia stats of all time in basketball is, uh, unfortunately, it's got a little bit of a negative for one Sidney Wicks, who was a, a two-time uh, NCAA champion for UCLA, and, you know, blocking artist Gilmore's shot in the championship game. Dunking over him, Dunking even though it was illegal. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Good point. Sidney Wicks had a great college career, and he started off as a high draft choice from for the Portland Trailblazers. In fact, I know he was drafted in the top two or three or I so. I think he was number two I that year. I think he was number two, see. and yeah. he averaged uh, a big average his first season. Well, unfortunately, Sidney Wicks' average went down every year in his career. He played 10 seasons, and... Uh, you know, that is kind of a negative. So Sidney Wicks has that uh, distinction. But here's another one for the NBA um, on who played the most seasons, not averaging 10 points per game in any single season. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We we were talking about this a few weeks ago, and it was kind of interesting to look at. I think we were able to get the answer off Google, but we had a few th- names we tossed out. The answers are Tree Rollins who played for six teams, but of course, most notably the Atlanta Hawks for Big a long time. Big shot blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Tree Rollins, 18 seasons in the NBA. His uh, career average is 5.4, but he never averaged 10 points a game. And Nazi Muhammad, who was a, a Kentucky Wildcat on some of their good teams, and he played for eight teams in the NBA, and he averaged 5.8 in his career, but never 10 points a game. Both of those fellows played 18 seasons in the NBA. All right, Vince. Okay, mine is not so much a sports thing as just a statistical thing. And, you know, as you get older in life, sometimes you have these, what do they call them, existential crises, right? And, uh, well, I got a friend, he sent me a a YouTube video that I highly recommend. It's called Time Lapse of the Future, Journey to the End of Time. And what it does is it measures time from the beginning of the Big Bang, 13.8 billion years ago. Is that all? to the evaporation of the last black hole in the far distant future. And when I say far distant future, (laughs) I mean far distant future. Uh, When the very last remnants of the very last stars have decayed away to nothing, and even the black holes have evaporated, uh, the cosmos will reach the same temperature of the universe. That means everything will come to an end. This is an unimaginable length of time. How long? Um, okay, here we say, go. Would you say that the, the thing before was 18 billion years? 13.8 billion years since since the start of the Big okay. since the Big Bang, okay. which they can peer back through the telescopes and see up to about 400,000 years after the Big Bang. Okay, so uh, this is an imagine, unimaginable length of time. <laughs> we are in the infancy because the end of time will be 5,000 trillion 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 
trillion, what? trillion, trillion, trillion years. That's 10 to the 120th power. Now, if you watch the video, it'll show you the different stages it goes through with the times evolving. It's pretty fascinating to watch. So in other words, the universe, we've just emerged from the womb. Uh, life as we know it is only possible in this stretch in, in, uh, in the universe for 1,000 of a billion, 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 billionth of a percent. That's 84 zeros before the one. So even though 13.8 billion years is a long time, it's nothing, cosmically speaking. So I just found it fascinating. Okay. And, you know, we all have our own beliefs on things or whatever, and you can take it with a grain of salt if you want. But it's fascinating to watch. We call it the sport short segment. That is a sport <laughs> long time segment right there. Yeah. All right. Okay. How about some selections? I'm going to look at the honeybee at Oakland tomorrow. And a gambling girl won a couple races in New York as a two-year-old last year. By the way, the honeybee is a grade three at a mile and a 16th for three-year-old fillies. It's race 10 at Oakland tomorrow. Goes about 2.45 hour time. And uh, Gambling Girls trained by Todd Pletcher and Irad Ortiz is aboard. And she's 12 to 1 morning line. That seems just a little odd there. Since her two wins uh, last summer and fall in New York, she's had a fourth, a third, and a second. And her third, uh, she ran well on the slop. And most recently, she was second at uh, Aqueduct. She can pass horses. She does come from a little bit off the pace. But uh, both her wins are with... Uh, Irad Ortiz aboard. He is back up today riding at Oaklawn. And of course, he's probably there to ride the Rebel as well. But I'll go Gambling Girl at 12 to 1. Uh, the, the favorite does look good in there. A horse called Wet Paint, a daughter of blame, trained by Brad Cox, Cox and Pletcher. But uh, a 12 to 1 Gambling Girl, worth a look for me. Didn't we see a super filly go down at uh, Fairgrounds last week? Uh, Indy nope. Hoosier yeah. got beat at, what was it, 1 to 2 oh, she or was... something? She had a troubled trip. And never really got on track. Okay, uh, Oakland Park, Saturday. I'll also go to Saturday. And how many? Uh, the, the, the Rebel is a quote-unquote prep for the Arkansas <laughs> Derby, but the purse is $1 million for yeah. a prep. It's a grade two going a mile and the 16th. I like a horse in there. Uh, number three, Red Route 1. Uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line. And really nicely bred horse by Gunrunner out of a tap at Miracle Red House. The only other full she had uh, was a stakes winner and red route one. The thing I like about him is he's done nothing but route in his career and he's done it well. He really hasn't run a bad race yet and great ran great off the bench last month, finishing second to Arabian night. Who's kind of the mm. current favorite, the Kentucky Derby, a distant second, but that was a good run in the Southwest picks up the meets leading rider in Christian Torres and will be finishing pretty nicely. No knocks on this horse at 10 to one. So, uh, I think he's worth a look. Yeah. Yeah, he ran against Forte in the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland last October before the Breeders' Cup and was third of 14 in that race, passing horses. And Forte, of course, came back to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And then uh, in November, he closed well, lacked room is the comment, finished just a length and a half behind Instant Coffee, who was a very impressive winner of the Lecompte at uh, New Orleans Fairgrounds earlier this year. So, and then he ran against Arabian Night, as you mentioned. So, Red Route 1, 10 to 1 morning line there. Steve Asmussen, a, a son of Gunrunner out of a Tappet Mare. I like that angle, especially at 10 to 1. That's a deep field, too. There's a, a lot of ways you can go in that race. Very good. Okay. And uh, trivia our question last time was the first horse to win at Long Acres. Playfair, Yakima Meadows, and Emerald Downs. He won at all of those tracks, and he did it on our first ever opening day here, June 20th, 1996, and it was pick of them all, trained by Mike Noyes. Uh, had a lot of different owners. I think uh, Norm McLeod owned him when uh, he was on his best run for trainer Mike Noyes. Pick of them all. Won on June 20th, 1996. He also won at uh, Exhibition Park. So he, and lots of wins in California. He was- uh, I remember him with Julio Canani down yeah, there. Yeah, very good horse. Pick of them all. And then LJ Express completed the, the four-bagger later that summer at Emerald Downs. And Military Hawk did it the next year as a 10-year-old. Won at all four 
Washington tracks. And Tyler Wolbert got that. Tyler, you got some nice work swag coming. Yeah, good work for Tyler. And our new question is, uh, the who is the only non-Washington-based sire among the top 10 Emerald Down stake sires? So adding up all the stakes wins and Harbor the Gold's way out on top in first place. The top 10 Emerald Down stake sires, winners of stakes races. Uh, there's only one in that top 10 that is a non-Washington-based sire. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. And uh, we will crown a winner there. And again, uh, contact your legislator or just go to ledge.wa.gov. That's L-E-G dot W-A dot G-O-V. And look up Senate Bill 5598. Express your support. It could really mean a lot for the Washington industry over the next several years. Uh, very important. we got a lot of support down there, but you can never can have enough. And uh, we will uh, have First Horse on the track on Monday at 8 a.m. Hope to see you soon, and let's hear from you soon, and you can hear from us next month here on Horse Racing Northwest. <laughs>